Thanks everyone. Hope you're doing well. I uh, want to give a big welcome to everyone online and also to our Rotherham campus today who are joining us. And um, usually I, like, we leave this moment to the end of the service, but I just felt uh, led to pray for people. Um, because our, our message at Christmas is hope is here. Not that it's going to come tomorrow. Not that it's going to happen in a distant future. No, it's here and it's Jesus and he's with us right now. And so I I wanted to start with a bit of faith and uh, to declare over our lives this morning that hope is here. That no matter the circumstance we may be facing there in Rotherham, here in Chesterfield, online, no matter what may be happening, I want to declare and pray over your life that hope is here. I don't know what you may go back into after you leave church, but God knows and hope is here right now. So would you join me? Would you join me in praying to start off this message? Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are here that you are with us, that you are for us, God. I declare that over people's lives right now. I declare right now there would be an injection of your Holy Spirit, that there would be hope that is given right now. I declare today that people would leave church today with their heads held high, knowing Jesus that you have saved us, that you have forgiven us, that today we can know your grace and your blessing and your favour upon our lives. And so right now, across Icon Church, we lift your name high. We give you all the honour, all the glory and all the praise. And everyone said, come on, why don't we give Jesus a shout of praise? Amazing. Why don't you say hello to two or three people and take your seats. That's it. I think I could go. Like I'm energised. But I've got a message for us this morning and um, Gavin introduced me but for those who don't know my name's Nathan I'm a campus pastor here uh, in Chesterfield with my wife Debbie and um, uh, if this is your first time at Icon Church whether in Rotherham here in Chesterfield or online we want to give you a huge welcome so come on church let's welcome every single person with us today for the first time it's so good to be together And uh, I really believe that I've got a message for each and every one of us. And so let's open our hearts to God's word today. And the title of my message is Hope Has a Sound. Hope Has a Sound. Um, If you were to think of the one sound or a sound that you love to hear, what is it? What is that one sound? Maybe uh, it's your child laughing. Uh, We've got a video of... uh, our, our youngest son laughing and um, it's just a joyful sound but his facial expression doesn't change it's like <laughs> like his facial expression but uh, you know often in life there are many sounds that we hear that we kind of don't want to hear like I, I love his laugh but um when he cries in the middle of the night, that's one sound I don't want to hear. Especially when, you know, like I'm talking to the parents here, but you you can prepare for this if you're going to be a parent in the future, not looking at anyone specifically. And, um, but uh, it's that moment where they're crying 
I mean, I have to throw a disclaimer in here because my wife will be listening to this in the baby room. She's the one who gets up. Okay, so I'll throw a disclaimer in here. But there are odd, on odd occasion, uh, it's very odd occasion that I will get up uh, with whoever it is uh, awake. But it's that moment where it's like 4 a.m. Because 1 a.m., you know you're going to go, you could go back to sleep and you, there is hope. <laughs> like there is hope that you could go back to sleep and there will be a period of time that you will get some sleep. But at 4 a.m., you are not sure. Is there any point going back to sleep? Like you're looking at your clock going, I don't know, like an hour and a half, I'm up. Uh, there is hope. There, there are many sounds. I, I don't know. Maybe there are certain sounds that you wish you weren't hearing, but there are some sounds in life that never fail to bring us joy. I was just thinking about this Christmas season and, uh, and, and waiting and getting ready for this Christmas season. And there are many sounds that we'll have heard. I, I did say, I, I put in my notes that you would hear like the Christmas songs in December, but I think they've been played a lot earlier this year. Yeah, like the radio started playing. I, I'm sure I heard one in June. I don't know, Rotherham, I don't know what your local radio station is, but maybe they started playing them in June, I don't know. But that, the, the carols, all of a sudden December hits and we start singing, joy to, I best not sing, otherwise we'll get copyrighted, because my voice is like Michael Bublé's. Um, <laughs> in the carols in church, maybe it's the sound of wrapping paper. Uh, which usually for me is I've got football on the TV watching that and Debbie's wrapping the presents uh, on the floor. Uh, but she would not let me wrap them. She came home yesterday with some wrapping paper. She told me how much it cost and I said, you could have just used cling film. <laughs> you could have just used cling film. You, you could have just done... And she just gave me the death stare. But there are all these sounds that prepare us for Christmas. And um, there's this season called Advent, which is, leads up to Christmas. It's this time of preparation. All, all of this leading to that day when we celebrate Jesus' birth. And I love that we get to do that uh, here in Chesterfield in person on Christmas Day, that we will celebrate Jesus' birth. But much of the Christmas season is about that waiting, that preparing that anticipating. Even for some of us, we've had to prepare a little bit earlier for our Christmas dinners. We've had to buy certain things a little bit earlier because maybe there was a shortage on turkeys or, or whatever it is you're having. But just like we wait, just like we prepare, just like we anticipate that Christmas season back in uh, like back in time in Israel, they would have been waiting and preparing and anticipating a saviour. There was that same sense of waiting and anticipation. Now, it didn't just happen for one month. They had many, 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 many years of waiting. The people of Israel, the historical people of God, spent their whole existence kind of waiting for God to fulfill this promise. To fulfill his promise, waiting for redemption, waiting for a saviour. 
The Old Testament, if you read the Old Testament, it details thousands of years of wandering into different places. It details years of exile where there, it seems like, is God at work? Is God really working here? This season of waiting and wondering and these moments of when will it happen? I even read recently that the historic church fasted three times a week during Advent to prepare for the arrival of Jesus. Like I love here at Icon Church and many churches will take time at the beginning of the year or at the start of the year to pray and fast for what we're believing for. And I love that. But I love that the historical church took this time to pray and fast to wait on Jesus to actually declare that a saviour is coming, that the redemption is coming. And we're going to read some words that were written 700 years before Jesus' birth. Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7. And uh, if you were here at our Christmas Unplugged, uh, Ben Mahandu has these uh, like memorised. <laughs> memorised. I don't today. So I'm going to read from my paper Bible. It says this, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You see, when we read these verses, you can imagine the waiting, the preparing, the anticipation of the people of Israel for what is to come. They're looking for a saviour who will be a counsellor. They're looking for a saviour who's going to be a father. They're looking for a saviour who's going to be a prince, a ruler, someone great, mighty and powerful. Maybe the sound that they were expecting was this war cry, this big war cry. As I thought about that, I just had Braveheart pictured in my mind. You can imagine it. And um, I'm not sure Jesus would come in a kilt, but who knows? Um, but you, you, like this war cry, this call to arms, this moment. You even see this in the New Testament. You would see um, these people who thought this is what the Savior is going to come. And they took that into their own hands at times. They would prepare a war cry and a call to arms. Call to arms. Or perhaps it was a voice of authority and wisdom speaking to the government. Maybe the sound they were expecting was a king declaring the favor of God for all people. But the sound we get at Christmas is this, the sound of a baby probably crying in a stable. The sound of a baby crying in a stable. And for many times in our lives where hope can seem far away, like we've been waiting so long, there are many sounds that begin to fill our life. And for many of us, those sounds don't line up with what we think we need just like in this moment a baby comes and yet the people of Israel are going hey but I need a counselor I need a counselor I'm trying to get my youngest son to say daddy before mummy <laughs> so I'm constantly going dad 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 
da, 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 da. He doesn't give me much counsel, though. There isn't... Can you imagine the sound they were expecting? The sound that they wanted? And for many of us, our, our lives, the sounds that fill our lives can sometimes be even discouraging. Sometimes those sounds can be not what we want them to be. So what do you do? What do you do when the sounds you're hearing don't seem to line up with the promise of God for your life? Well, there are so many sounds that we find in the Christmas story that were not ideal. And you can read these in Luke 1 and uh, Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. But there's the sound of Zechariah and Elizabeth who were hoping their whole lives to uh, be with child. Uh, to kind of hear that sound maybe of a baby's cry. Yet she was barren. You've got the people of Israel, they're, they're living under the Roman authority, they're living under Roman rule and in this moment they've been called into a census, it's probably not the sound that they were wanting. Even Mary and Joseph, as they entered that stable, as they entered there, they're preparing for childbirth and they've entered into this room and they're probably thinking, this is not ideal and some of the sounds that are happening in this room are not ideal as well. You see, for many of us, we find ourselves in situations that we're filled with sounds. Our life can be filled with sounds that we don't want to hear. And probably at times, sounds we didn't expect. And yet, in all these things, there was still hope. In all these sounds, in all this situation, there was still hope. Let me declare that over your life today, there in Rotherham, here in the room in Chesterfield, online today, that there is hope and hope is here. No matter the sounds that you may be facing, I can hear you cheering in Rotherham. No matter the sounds you may be facing, no matter what's going on in your world and it's not what I expected and it's not what I wanted, I want to declare that even in all these things that you may be facing, there is hope and hope is here. You see, Ze Zechariah and Elizabeth were blessed with a son. Not long after they thought it was impossible, they were blessed with a son. You see, the people of God were given a chance for freedom, not just from the Roman rule, but from every chain of our broken world, that there was this reconnecting with their creator. Wow. Mary and Joseph sat in a stable with baby Jesus, had just brought about all hope for all humanity, for every single person. And so whatever the situation Whatever the sounds, whatever's going on in your world, there is hope. And hope is here. Even in the most unlikely of sounds, God is bringing hope into every situation. And that sound could be about bringing new life. See, I love that, uh, just that picture of a crying baby because that is about bringing new life to each and every one of us. You see, Jesus uh, didn't come as, you know, he, he didn't come suited and booted, ready to like, you know, take people on. He came as a baby. It signifies new birth. 
there's new birth. Hope is here. There's new birth for your life. Hope is here. There's new birth for each and every one of us. Hope is here today. So just a few thoughts on this hope has a sound. The first thing is this, hope has an unexpected sound. An unexpected sound. Have you ever uh, been in a movie? Maybe it was like a horror movie or that tense movie that you've been watching and all of a sudden the music changes and you know something's going to happen. Now, like, like me, I make light of those moments to try and hide that, you know, part of me is slightly scared. Anyone with me? You like make jokes or you're like, here we go, like that. But inside you're like, oh my word, what is going to happen? Or are you the other person who hides, like you want to hide, but you're like this. I really want to see what happens, but I don't want to be scared. All of that. I see you on the front row here, nodding, all of that. I, I, I don't know, but there's that moment and you don't know what's going to happen. You even, like for me, I even try and guess what's going to happen so I can prepare myself for it. Yeah? Anyone? Like, you do that. But it, it's not obvious. And then it happens and you're like, oh my word. Uh, what just happened? You jump, whatever it is. Or, uh, you know, if it's not a great movie, you can be like, was that it? I prepared myself for that. Was that it? But it's not always obvious to us how, when, where God is moving. It's not always obvious. I, I think it's uh, actually, we're called to have faith. And so for many of us, we want God to show us everything he's doing. Uh, there's a the verse, it's just come to my mind in Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 16 and verse 9. The guys won't have it. But it says, we um, kind of plan our lives, but it's God who directs our steps. Um, but, but we'd love God to give us the plan for our whole life. Like, let's compare it to a map. We'd love God to give us the map for our whole life. You know, we would love God. I shared this in Rotherham, um, but like when I first started playing uh, semi-pro football for Matlock Town, just had to get that in there. Jamie Vardy, all of that. Yes, I played with him, all of that. But like sat-navs, you had to buy a sat-nav if you wanted one. And then when you bought one, they weren't that good. Uh, they were terrible. So what we used to do is every Friday, I used to print off the AA route planner. Yeah, I see some nodding heads in this place. I see you in Rotherham. AA route planner. And I was the sat nav, sat in the passenger seat. Dad, turn right. Dad, turn left. Uh, I used to get paid uh, petrol expenses for playing for Matlock Town. My dad never saw any of that, and he took me every week. Um, but he got the privilege. He got the privilege of seeing his son playing at places like Prescott Cables and uh, Marine and uh, Camel Laird. Come on, if you're from Camel Laird, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> but we'd love God to print out our AA route planner. And yet, God just might just give us the next step. We'd love God to show us where he's moving, what he's doing. 
but I want to have a faith that says he's doing more in the background than I can see in the foreground. He's doing more in the background than I can see. He is moving. Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 11, it says this, this is about God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, So my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent sent it. You see, God's ways might not make sense. A baby in a stable does not make sense when you read that prophecy from Isaiah and yet Jesus fulfilled all of those prophecies that were taught, uh, that were given about him. It might not make sense and it might not make sense in your life where God is moving, but you know what? His ways are higher. His thoughts are greater. And when he puts his word down, it's it's not going to return, it's not going to return with out doing what it accomplishes it's going to come back and so we have to trust him put our faith in him because his word when it comes it accomplishes what he desires so what do we do we wait and see yeah but we can also immerse ourselves in the word and presence of God we can immerse ourselves in God's word and his presence acts 2 verses 17 to 18 it says this and in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams even on my servants both men and women I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy you see the promise to each and every one of us it might not look as we expected but God is pouring out his spirit God is pouring out his spirit upon all people upon every single one of us he's pouring out his spirit and so the whole Holy Spirit can give us dreams. It can give us visions of the future. It can show us the will of God for our lives. Maybe it's just a reliance on the Holy Spirit that, you know what? I'll take the next step. It's a reliance on the Holy Spirit of, I haven't got the root planner for my life, but you know what? I feel this is the way God is leading me. I feel called by the Holy Spirit to go this way. So you know what? I'll do it. I'll take that next step. But for many of us, we wait. Yeah, but if I take that step, what's, what happens there? And what happens here? And what happens there? And we want to know everything. No, no, no. It's a moment of faith and saying hope is here. God's doing more in the background than I can see in the foreground. It might be unexpected. It might look totally different. It might be like, well, this seems like a diversion. You know, coming to church today, um, there was a diversion that wasn't a diversion. Someone had a a, a good night last night and moved a diversion sign into the middle of the road (laughs) on the way to church. And uh, so some people people thought, no way is this a diversion and just went past it. And uh, some people like me went round and then realized as I came round, someone had a good night last night. Sometimes 
we can think, yeah, but this feels like a diversion. Or maybe it could be us stepping into the will of God. Stepping into what God has got for each and every one of us. Understand that hope may not sound as we expect it, but it is present and it's in Jesus. Second thing is this, hope has an everlasting sound. Hope has an everlasting sound. Isaiah 9 and verse 7 says this, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no There'll be no end. Like there is no end. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Let me say, like we prayed uh, for for somebody's mental health in our service here in Chesterfield. But I want to declare over people that sometimes we think peace has an end. But uh, of his peace, there is no end. So you need peace. He's got more than enough for you. He is peace for each and every one of us. That's just an aside, but it says this. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Forever. There is no end. There is no end. His kingdom is forever and his word is everlasting. His word is everlasting. Uh, Matthew 24 Verse 35, I've got it here somewhere. Oh, the guys have got it on there. There we go. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. They'll never pass away. His word is everlasting. And so the promise for each and every one of us today is that salvation is for everyone. Everywhere. Not just for a specified time but forever. You see, there are are moments I've grown up in church and been around church all of my uh, 24 years of existence. I I don't want to make my mum and dad feel old by saying my real age, honestly. Um, But sometimes you'll hear, and I think it's rightly so, don't miss your opportunity. And I think it's right because the Bible tells us that... uh, like salvation is here so today you've never made a decision to follow Jesus I'm going to give you that opportunity because salvation is here it's in Jesus that you can receive him today and you know and I don't want you to miss that opportunity but I also want to say to us that like it's not a one-time opportunity it's for everyone everywhere forever for all time so, so there are many people who would call Icon Church home today who belonged before they believed. It wasn't that they turned up to a service once and then all of a sudden I have to make a decision today because that's it. If I don't make it today, it's all, it's all over. No, no, no. That's why we would say you can belong before you believe. You'll find friends, you'll find family, you'll find people who will pray for you, who will care for you, who will do all of that in Icon Church. But you belong before you believe because many people are on that journey of finding Jesus in their life. And I want to say that to you today. You might be on that journey of finding Jesus in your life. Let me tell you, it's not a one-time opportunity, but I want to encourage you in this. Keep turning up. Keep opening your heart to Jesus. Keep opening your heart to his word. Because I know, I've seen it in people's lives as they do that. Jesus keeps revealing himself to them. 
You see, it's everlasting. It's for each and every one of us, regardless of how our situations change, regardless of what seasons we go through, regardless of what sounds may be happening in our life, regardless of whatever your life has looked like, will look like, hope is here. And it's an everlasting sound. Philippians 1 and verse 6 says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. To completion. Some of you think you've missed it. No, no, no. He who began a good work in you will carry on doing a good work in you until it's completed. For some of us today, we think we've missed it. We've walked away. No, today is a day. No, I'm realigning myself. I'm going to take that step of faith inspired by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take that step of faith and I'm going to believe that God is going to carry on the good work he's been doing in me until it's completed. Or we could say it like this. It's not over till God says it's over. You know, hope has an everlasting sound. Finally, hope has a powerful sound. Um, I was reading a, a story of like endurance and survival under uh, the, the, like, the worst circumstances. And um, there was this um, thing, uh, something, uh, I think it was a tornado had hit uh, near Miami, and uh, this 12-story, it's called uh, the Champlain Towers South Condo, uh, 12 stories had collapsed under it, and there were many people under the debris um, that were still there, and there were lots of people who were around trying to rescue people, and I, I read this story, and something stuck out to me, because they did something to keep hope alive. They did something in this story. They told stories of other tragedies and, and the stories of people who had survived. So I've just got a couple here. For example, for 17 days, Reshma Begum survived under heaps of rubble after an eight-story garment factory collapsed in Bangladesh eight years ago. A few years earlier, from that one, Darlene Etienne held on for 15 days before rescuers in Haiti found her thirsty and near death in a house crumpled by an earthquake. They told these stories to the people who were trying to rescue those under because they were saying, hope's here. Uh, the, the mayor of that place, a guy called Charles Burkitt, said this, no one is giving up hope here. Because hope is a powerful thing. And that's why our declaration here at Icon Church is hope is here. Because hope is a powerful thing. That I, I prayed it right at the start of my message. That we would leave with our heads held high knowing hope. Because hope is a powerful thing. There's a story in Acts 16. You'll find it in verses 25 to 34. It talks about Paul and Silas. If you've been around church, you've probably heard it. But this moment, they're in prison and they're praying and singing hymns to God. In this moment, they're in the inner cell. If you want to find out what the inner cell is like, 
Google it and you will find it was not a nice place. But they're there and they're declaring in a prison cell, hope is here. They're praying and singing hymns and everyone is listening. Everyone's listening. Despite the situation that's around them, despite what's going on, Paul and Silas chose to keep praising God. They chose, they kept their hope fixed on Jesus. They kept their hope fixed in trusting Him. They were not trusting and their hope was not placed in a circumstance or the situation. Their hope was firmly fixed on Jesus. And what happened as a result? Well, the prison doors flew open, chains broke open. But not only their lives were saved, but others too. Tells the story of the prison guard who was about to kill himself because he'd have probably been killed anyway for if they'd have all got free. He gets saved. Paul and Silas go to his house and baptize his whole family. It's a moment where their hope, declaring hope is here, transforms other people's lives. Hope has a sound that shakes the ground see in our lives it's the challenge isn't it to keep praising God no matter what's going on to keep worshipping Him you know I love raising my hands in worship because it's a sign of surrender it's a sign of surrender to God in my life and saying God I'm here before you no matter what's going on in my life I want to keep my eyes fixed on you I want to keep my life fixed on you whatever the chains Whatever the oppression we face, however disheartening the circumstances, hope has a powerful sound. And it was as they sang, as they prayed, and as they sang that they saw the miracle take place in front of them. See it? Holding on to hope will shake the ground before you. It will shake the ground before you. But I love this because it's not just for us. It's for others. It's for the it's for Rotherham. It's for Chesterfield. You see, don't don't just think that when we gather here together in our services that this is just a nice little club for us. No, we're shaking ground. We're shaking ground. We're plowing some ground here in Chesterfield. You're plowing some ground there in Rotherham. We're, we're shaking ground and we're saying, God, move. We're turning up and we're going, yeah, we're fixing our eyes on you, Jesus. Yeah, we're putting our hope in you, Jesus. But we're also shaking some ground because there are some people in our world who need to know forgiveness, who need to know the salvation of Jesus, who need to know the redemption of Jesus and that Jesus is for them. They need to know that. And that's the power of our gathering. Think of the ways that God could impact our worlds if we declare in our lives hope is here if we hold tight to that hope if we allow our lives to be filled with the sound of hope just like Paul and Silas the impact it had on the jailer and his family the same could be true for our worlds and so today hope has a sound that sound is powerful that sound might be an unexpected sound for you today it might look unexpected 
that sound is an everlasting sound it's not over till God says it's over that sound is a powerful sound